Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. We're back in the KTOE studios, Talk of the Town going on. My name is Lisa Kay. Thank you once again for spending some time with me, learning a little bit about what's going on in our community. Looking forward to this one coming up September 15th through the 17th. And if you have not been, this could be your year to check out the Mikado 51st Annual Traditional Powwow, or we call it a Wachipi. I have guests in the studio with me today. We have got um, folks that have been with the powwow for a very long time, at least like 30 plus years uh, individually for both of you. And we welcome once again, um, join, they joined us last year. They're back again. Alice DeYoung, who is the volunteer and service learning coordinator. And then Dan Zilski, who is the chair of the powwow this year. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good to see you. We gave out the dates, which we know in September, right when the kids go back to school, uh, shortly thereafter, we'll be hearing about the powwow, which is a a huge event uh, that comes to the area. And um, if people haven't heard or been to a powwow here in Mankato, um, which one of you wants to tell us a little bit about what exactly a powwow is and its importance? And then we'll talk a little bit about how it started. Well, a Wachipi... Uh, the the name actually means a dance, and so um, this is a Native American dance, uh, where the families and people get together to have a good time, and then they they used to trade things and items back and forth and and stuff. The Makato Wachipi, in particular, um, kind of falls into a category of what they used to say the end of the year type of a Wachipi because uh, we we're in September and uh, they, they um, before um, they really didn't do powwows during the winter because it was cold mm-hmm. outside and mm-hmm. stuff. But now that uh, they've all got nice uh, facilities and basketball courts and stuff like that in their uh, community buildings, they, they do have winter powwows now, but we used to be considered the, uh, the last powwow before you went to winter camp. All right. And this has been going on 51 years this year? This is the 51st year. It started in 1972 when uh, we were up at uh, the baseball field here in Mankato. And uh, at that time, uh, Amos Owen and Bud Lawrence had worked for about 10 years. It was before they were able to get the powwow even a go. And then that very first year that it happened, on grand entry at the very beginning of it, uh, some eagles started flying over. And everybody looked up, and more eagles came, and then more eagles came, and then some more eagles came. Wow. And in the end, they, had, me chills. they had 38 eagles flying oh. in a circle, circling overhead uh, at their grand entry. And they literally, because you, normally you don't stop the drum or you don't stop a powwow, but right. they, they stopped it to literally... Everybody take a look and feel what, what it was to have the 38 eagles. That number is significant. The number is significant being that there were 38 hung in Mankato uh, in December 26, 1862, uh, after the Dakota uprising. So uh, an eagle itself uh, is a bird which is considered uh, sacred because uh, the eagle will help carry our prayers up to the creator because they're the ones that fly the highest mm. and stuff. So when 38 eagles came, those were the prayers of the 38 who were hung in the in the eyes of the people or the 
and stuff. So He's been speaking for um, four minutes. I've got chills multiple times already. So uh, the story is incredible. Um, and, and you've been through uh, 30 plus powwows to see them grow. What have you seen as far as changes? And, and can you tell me a little bit about is, is a powwow um, intertribal? Are there, is there more than one tribe represented at these? Yes, uh, most powwows allow uh, pretty much whoever family wants to be there and, and stuff like this. Um, more traditionally, uh, before when powwows were actually illegal, uh, before the Native Amin, uh, American uh, Indian uh, Religious Act signed by President Carter, uh, they used to have them in their homes and um, they would put blankets and stuff over the windows so that uh, if the law enforcement drove by, they didn't see them having a powwow mm. because that would have been something that they could have been arrested and thrown in jail for and stuff. So uh, things have definitely changed right. since since those days and stuff. Um, as far as getting past year 38 and 40, which are significant numbers because there mm. was actually... 40 death warrants that were signed. Mm. It's just they didn't have two of them in custody when uh, they, they did the hanging. They went and found the other two and, mm. and stuff and, and did That's what That's what we did. call 38 plus two. That's where the 38 okay. plus two comes in. Since then, um, I guess the biggest change with the powwow is we went from a powwow that was pretty much set on uh, ways that were taught to us by Amos Owen and uh, uh, Frank Fool's Crow and stuff. And so we were honoring the 38 who were hung and, uh, uh, and stuff. And it was really about one year for every one of those who were hung. Oh, we hit year 38. Mm -hmm. Great. We did it two more years just to make sure we had all our bases covered. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we decided that we were going to turn the powwow's main focus into education. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of the biggest change that we've had since then. We used to definitely be ceremonial powwow uh, for the 38, following the teachings of Black Elk, Frank Fool's Crow, Amos Owen. That's, that's our lineage, literally, of, of, of our teachings that came to Mankato, is, is those guys. And so with the growth, uh, we have things like we see this 51st uh, annual powwow that's coming um, I know that this is not the first year, certainly, that we've had. We, I mean, for as long as I've been in town here, I think since 1997, we've had we've had uh, education days specifically in Mankato for um, area school children, and this, so th that is uh, it. It really we're starting to educate young, which is important. This is true. This is true. And so what, how do those days look? I'm sure, um, Alice, you might want to talk a little bit about that because you coordinate uh, a lot of the volunteers that come in and help out. Um, how do those education days work for, for the school districts that come in? Well, it, uh, way back, I think when these um, education days started, it was for third graders. And then we have it now for sixth graders. Mm -hmm. And so District 77, um, we receive um, some funding from the district and they get bussed in just like a regular field trip. So there are quite a few, I believe over seven, eight hundred students have come through mm -hmm. in one given day. Am I close right that, around there that seems to be about right yeah yeah and um and then i set up the uh um 
the volunteers and the service learning college students that need um, hours and they want to learn about American Indian culture. So right now at present time, I have over 100 college students signed up to help out for that weekend. And um, for Education Day, it's kind of important because you know, these kids are learning um, directly from the presenters. They're learning, you know, the villages are mm-hmm. set up out there and everything. And uh, they take that back with them. And it's so crazy because um, I ended up doing um, some Zoom meetings for a couple of the classes over at MSU this week to talk to the college students about, you know, signing up and all of that. And come to find out that there were a couple of the college students that were there that ended up going to when they were like in in third grade and now they have, and now they're in college and, and now they're out. in college and now they're coming back and now they want to help oh talk about full circle huh yeah and um so yeah that was it was really neat to hear that um there was a few of them in fact that um did, um signed up for that but anyway so uh but um you know, the education day is really important. And then we now have an education tent. Um, and we have had it for a while, but now we've got a lot of uh, the presenters are going to be in there. And um, we have got, you know, people running that. And um, so that's really important so that the general public can go through during the whole entire weekend to be able to hear, you know, speakers and to read and see learning about the boarding schools. And nobody mm-hmm. even knows anything about that. And that information is in there. And there are the historical society um, uh, uh, booth tables are set up in there. Um, yeah, they, we have different groups come in, you know, at, at the ed, ed tent. So, but yeah, it's pretty fun. With the powwow coming up, um, Makato, 51st annual traditional powwow, September 15th through the 17th. Our guests today on Talk of the Town, Alice DeYoung and Dan Zilski. Uh, Alice is the Volunteer and Service Learning Coordinator. Dan is the chair. Um, I know that uh, we lost a pretty important member of the committee, of your committee this past year. Um, so moving forward, how has that been for you as a committee? Well, it, it is definitely a new beginning as far as having to kind of somewhat start over um, and things because uh, Dave Braveheart had his people in his way and, and, and stuff like that. And now with uh, him having passed away uh, from ALS, then um, we now come in and I have people that I've work with Mm -hmm. and so there's a there's some switching there as far as uh within the community itself so uh, i guess the best way to kind of look at maybe my position is that i'm i am an in between the uh dakota communities and the mankato community i'm that kind of person who's stuck in between there that strongly is on and you've been around for so long doing you know the work here that that it's probably an easier transition than we would have had elsewhere. Can we talk about the actual events that are going on during the day? You mentioned uh, grand entry and things like that. Now, to somebody who is not well-versed in Native American culture, what does that mean? What does a powwow look like when we come as an outsider and are welcomed in to that community for the day? Well, the the powwow itself, uh, like I say, is a dance and things so um, people will dress up in their regalia and they will come out and most of the tribes uh, dance clockwise around the circle there are a few tribes that will go counterclockwise so if you come to the powwow and you see 
most of the people going in one clockwise, direction. And then there's a couple going the <laughs> other direction. Just, you know, that's because they're from someplace different or they have a different type of lifestyle and stuff like that. So um, that grand entry is where everybody comes in. And it's the beginning of each of the rounds, as we call it, or each of the small powwow sessions. Uh, our first session is uh, 7 o'clock on Friday night. Our, uh, on Saturday, we have a 1 p.m. grand entry, and then we'll have another one at 7 p.m. And then Sunday is a 1 o'clock grand entry, and that will be the last one. So four directions, four circles all brought together mm. into one powwow. And then the different types of dances that are happening, they all mean something different. And then and then the drums as well. This is true. This is true. Now, this will be the first year <clears throat> that uh, we're going to actually do a grass dance before the powwow. Okay. And this actually came to us uh, because somebody had, had mentioned it to uh, the city manager and stuff like that that uh they uh that we should uh have longer grass in the in the arena because short stubby grass actually kind of hurts the hurts, feet right <laughs> so uh especially so don't when mow so they, the yeah, city gets a, a so, break <laughs> so the city gets about a three-week break of not having to mow that and so what will happen is the grass dancers will come in on friday at 6 45 15 minutes before they will do a grass dance Around now, it's not just to stomp the grass down like it, it sounds. What they're doing is, as they're going around, um, they're in their mind they're thinking of negative things that could happen, mm. and they're trying to push those negative thoughts down and into the earth oh. so that it doesn't weed up into the people's uh, minds and into their hearts. And so that's the significance of a grass dance. Wow. So we want to be there definitely before that start time then. Yeah. And the, yeah, we're only going to do the grass dance one on Friday time. one time um, because that we have four days, but you always have it right at the beginning. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, thank you for all of the information and all of the, the background because we don't understand. And this is a, really a whole weekend of learning for us. What do we need to know if we come in and I'm just imagining um, people coming in and being excited to be there and learn and people taking photos or recording things. It's a sacred event. So the, what do you have to say to us outsiders that are coming in to experience? This is true. People will come in and lots of uh, film companies and stuff have come in. In fact, uh, oh boy, 20 some years ago, the Discovery Channel was in and did a, uh, an entire show about the Mankato Wachipi and stuff. And so we've had uh, many organizations besides news organizations come in and, and do recording. Um, taking pictures, everything like that is, is fine, but if all of a sudden everything gets real quiet, that means that a feather has fallen mm -hmm. from one of the regalia, and they find the feather. And so everything stops, just boom, right in the middle of the song, just whatever. They'll, okay. they'll just stop, and it gets real quiet. And that's the part where uh, people get a little nervous right. and stuff because they don't know what's happening. And so what is really happening is, is that feather, that fall, it is representative of a warrior who has died in battle. Oh. 
And so we have veterans will then come from four directions to the feather that has fallen. Then they will determine whether or not it was an eagle feather. If it was not an eagle feather, hey, it's all fine. We just pick up and go. If it is an eagle feather, then there's a little ceremony that goes on where the veterans will pick that up. So if you get to a point and all of a sudden everything gets really quiet, that's a moment that you stop taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, also, if there is a, it, things, the Jerry Dearly uh, and, and Galen will say something over the PA. That's our MC. The MCs? Okay. Yeah. So they'll yeah. tell you, like, this is not a time for you to right. be recording. They usually this. let you know when to take pictures and when not. Okay. Yeah. So please yeah. be respectful of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be respectful of that. And uh, that's. Uh, really the only okay. major thing yeah, that people I think it's have good, to be aware it, of. It's good for us to know, and we don't know unless we ask those questions. So thank you for being so open to uh, answer the questions here. If um, we want more information about this, I know that there are some opportunities for us to get involved, Alice, because you have uh, right. volunteer coordinators. So I know that right. you have some volunteers, but you're always yeah. looking for more help in different yeah. areas. If there's a way that we can share our time or talents with you. Sure. Yep. Um, okay. Well, what I've got set up now on the Mankato website is there's two Google forms. Okay. So they can go onto the homepage and then they'll just scroll over. It'll say, you know, volunteer service learning because volunteering and service learning are two completely separate different things. Okay. Um, volunteering, they're just coming in on their own free will and they just want to help out, you know, um, minimum of um, helping out is six hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the minimum for anybody coming in to, to volunteer. Their name would be um, at the master gate list so that we know that they are volunteering or coming in to do service learning and then they would come down to my camper and then I would set them up and where they need to be and and whatnot so um, but uh, so service learning is when college students are coming in to serve and learn at the same time they're getting either credits for a class Um, they are set up through some kind of a curriculum that the professors have where they want um, the students to learn more in depth about American Indian culture and traditions. And so, and then they have to write a reflection paper. They, you know, yeah, there's, you know, work involved with that. Other things involved, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, so going back to the uh, Google Forms, yes, they would go onto the website and then where it would say volunteers only, they're not going to be signing up for service learning then they would go ahead and submit that form and then i would get that and then i would take care of that then there's the other form is for service learning college students and right now um volunteers are in dire need um uh, at this point of grounds mostly grounds and we need help usually on thursdays for setup a lot of preparations so there's some physical work involved with that obviously it's an outdoor event with anything you know and um and then also um on friday um, afternoons and then Monday Monday is our cleanup day and we're always kind of hurting for people to come out you know everybody's you know, a lot of We've people had are the working good time. <laughs> yeah right and um, you know and even though the grounds they do take care of it for the most part you know it's not like oh my gosh there's a, a ton of you know mess are usually we get a, um, a, a lot of good feedback to the fact that our grounds is you know t- well taken care of but still in all we do have to make sure that we have things put away and, and a lot of grounds you know 
physical work that has to be done on that on Monday. But, so those shifts are listed on that Google form, and then you check which boxes you would like to be able to do that. And if they decide that they want to come in and they want to help out, um, you know, they would be able to to do that. And if they need to have credit for something, then they can let me know that if they're doing it for community service hours or whatever, then I, you know, they would let me know that. Is the best place to go for more information on a complete schedule? Is that a uh, uh, social media page? Do you have a website that you'd like Facebook. to direct people to? Or Yes, we have a Facebook page. and We also have a, uh, uh, a regular website. It mm-hmm. is uh, org. All right. Okay, and uh, from there you can find out all the different things, and and there's also some history there, and then there's some, uh, you know, things you need to know about a powwow and going to a powwow. So. A lot of pictures, great on there. Yeah, a lot of good food and the vendors. And yeah, crafts. go try the fry bread, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, the Indian fry bread is good, and um, a lot of jewelry and you know a lot of traditional cultural things where they come in and that's their livelihood, right. you know, so let's yeah. go support. Yeah. Thanks to, uh, uh, Jim Hollingwolf. We're, uh, he makes sure that our Wachipi is traditional native American made mm-hmm. and made materials, uh, and, and stuff like that for the most part, uh, and, and stuff like that. So, um, we don't have any vendors that are coming in and, and selling, you know, little false items, t- yeah, 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 toys or stuff like that that are are not made even in the United States. Perfect. So, well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming in again. Once again, really good to see you, Alice DeYoung, Dan Zilski, from the Mankato Wachipi that's coming up September fifteenth through the seventeenth. All of the links that they mentioned are going to be below the show notes here on KTOE.com as well. If you're listening to this in the uh, podcast version, uh, you can find that on KTOE.com as well. Thank you both so much. We will see you at the powwow.